debuting the Joey Bosa jersey today. Uh, kind of a anointed myself in the bolt up kingdom yesterday selling out buying an nfl jersey we'll be getting into that later but uh what is going on everybody welcome back to another episode of the Waterboy podcast today it is episode number 39 yes and today pack schedule nfl preseason overview week one wrapped up i went to my first Bolt game in SoFi Stadium yesterday. Everett watched a Minnesota preseason game earlier today. Didn't neither of us uh, went to plan, but you know it's the preseason, so who cares? You know, yeah. I was just enjoying my time taking in SoFi Stadium review is about to happen, but we got a lot to talk about today. Fernando yeah. Tatis, my goodness, and we got a lot of NFL news, of course. Today's gonna be a little NFL themed episode uh shout out joey bosa got his jersey i i was like phenomenal seat phenomenal seats and i was like i don't know 40 50 feet away from joey bosa at multiple points yesterday and well like where where were you in the stadium behind uh like literally the first section behind uh the chargers uh bench line on like the 40 yard line so that's pretty live. Very live. That's pretty live. Like very, very live to the point where I was like, could have made eye contact with Bosa, but he never looked, uh, never looked back. Now that, that's, that's, that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. You know, I was screaming his name and, and stuff, but like. Did you have the whole sign that says, I love Joey too? No, didn't bring any signs. I wasn't that. I you was left those at home. Annoying. You left that. It was a preseason game. Yeah. And I would also just never bring a sign to anything unless it was like a WWE event, <laughs> which I've never gone to. I definitely need to go. It seemed like That's something I need to go spot. to. Um, yeah. So, you know what? We'll just start with the NFL today. We'll just start with the NFL. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I'm going to start off with uh, my SoFi Stadium review because it's going to be short. Uh, so, SoFi Stadium review. First things first, uh, we got to start off with the parking. A goddamn mess, all right? What a disaster. The SoFi, it, the people working in the SoFi parking lot. So we we were like parking like this thing called like the green section zone. Like that's yeah. where, that's where like my, my friends and I were parking. So green section zone, we turn to this area. We show the worker like, we show him like, oh, are we going the right way? I shit you not, that worker does not even make eye contact with the phone or looks at us and just goes, yeah, go right. And we're just like, all right, shit, okay. He did not, we could have not even shown him a phone. We could have not shown him anything. He would have just said, go right, no matter what. So we go right, then we see the next group of uh, like parking people or whatever, people uh, leading the parking traffic. And then we're telling them, like, oh, are we going the right way? And they're just like, yep, keep going right. They did not check it at all. So we just take another right. Uh, and, and like, eventually found, found the parking after, like, 15 minutes. Like, goddamn. But, like, got in, finally got in the stadium, boom. Sat down at my first, like, got there just in time for, uh, there, there were some touchdowns pretty quick in, in the game. But, uh got there just in time and i'm just taking in the stadium looking at it holy shit like i gotta know like is this what la taxpayer money is going to yeah no i mean it's it's a pretty beautiful stadium yeah it's kind of crazy i was looking around it was it was magical almost as magical as your door just mysteriously opening maybe you live with a ghost but uh at that game, I, I mean, dude, I, I live for a second. I, I, I was just staring at the stadium, just like, where the hell am I? What is this place? This magic, magic bill. It was like Disneyland of, of stadiums. Yeah. I do also like, live in New Orleans, so I mean, my my house is probably haunted. So I mean, consolation. Yeah, you got some like voodoo magic going on over there. I don't no. really know, but just <laughs> that stadium just... taking in SoFi. It was just like. So Jesus. how is like, cause they have the ring up there, right? Like the Jumbotrons. Like, yeah. That ring is like that. actually in like 16 K unreal. Really? 
it's like, like you know you know like the so, 4k so the 4K cameras that they have the 4k cameras they have like on the nfl sidelines they zoom in on the players is it kind of like that like that's what that looks like not well i feel well i i'm not sure no 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 okay so you kind well of- i would say no just because the, there aren't that cool camera angles but like quality wise yes okay i got you you see okay. but uh Okay, let, let me get to my next part of the review. Uh, the process of getting to – actually, that, that's a first-world problem complaint. I'm not going to complain. Okay, <laughs> let's just talk about uh, the seats. Okay, all right. At least the section where I was sitting in, very good-ass uh, comfortability. Like, comfortable like, seats, very comfortable. Comfortable seats, quality leather. You know, my, my ass was enjoying that. And – good seats good leg room got you know cup holders were intact but i'm not gonna lie looked a little flimsy you okay. might need to might need to re-upgrade the cup holders C in like plus, two to three C plus on the cup holders because i can definitely see those things getting busted uh one, absolutely one, trash. one beer goes the wrong way and that's ggs uh yeah I, I would also just say last thing uh just a lack of good fandom just made the stadium not. Yeah. So uh, I was going to uh, ask this question because this so, is. So yeah, this, let's talk about the fan this is racial the, uh, breakdown. The, the, the question that there. that everybody wants to know the answer to: How many fans actually showed up in, in that stadium? Was it just the four of you? Were there cardboard cutouts <laughs> in the in, in in the bleachers? Like so, there were. <laughs> holy shit! There were a lot of. A lot of just like random empty seats that you would just see just like in general everywhere. I would say mostly filled. I was kind of surprised, but I don't know what the stadium capacity is. It's like, large. Like large. I don't know, but I, I'd say it was it's probably like 70,000, 80,000. Between, yeah, I'd probably say between 60 and 80, somewhere. Around. I think I heard something like I think I heard it's 70. I would have said it was like that makes 80. sense. I'd say I'd that say makes sense. 80. Yeah, I'd say I'd say it was around fifty or so, uh, but in terms of the ratio of fan breakdown at the stadium, so going into it, I thought it would be like a fifty percent Rams fan, twenty percent Chargers, thirty percent miscellaneous LA people who are just going to the game. They just kind of show up. They they yeah. don't know what's going on. Just- uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. So okay. Going into it, I thought it'd be like a 50-20-30 split of 50 Rams, 20 Chargers, 30 miscellaneous. I would say it was it was like 70 to 80 Rams. Okay. I'd say 70 Rams, 20 Chargers, 10 miscellaneous. Now, a lot of those miscellaneous fans could have just been wearing Ram stuff, and I'm going to count that for a lot of it because there were a lot of just very unenthusiastic Rams fans, even though the Rams were like having just like crazy ridiculous plays and no one like the reaction. It was, it was pretty loud, but. Do nothing, they, uh, so here's the that I've heard question. before. wasn't that crazy. Here's the second question. Was it loud because it was loud or was it loud? Cause they pumped. Fan, they could have pumped. Fan they could have pumped. No, no, the 100%. Now I think about it. So one thing I just want to say place I was sitting at, there were, there were a couple of Rams fans sitting right in front of me. Okay. All right. They showed up halfway through the first quarter, so a little late. They got up and left halfway into the second quarter. And I thought they were going to come back. Nope. Did not come back. They watched maybe 45 minutes of football. Well, keep in mind the amount of time that they have the side, they have the commercial timeouts, they have timeouts, they have. Uh, when you're actually timeouts. in a stadium, you don't even those commercials fly by. You yeah. literally don't even realize. Like that's the one thing you, you appreciate appreciate about being at the stadium. You don't even realize. Uh, yeah. Well, also, if if you've never really been to a a actual football game in person, because there's a decent amount of people who haven't and don't don't realize this until they go there's commercial timeouts and like those actually like the players aren't playing during the commercial. Like it's an actual timeout. You are correct about that one. When there are timeouts ever, the players are not playing. In fact, when the timeout (laughs) is going on, well, like during commercial breaks, like it's not like they keep playing. It's delayed. Like some people like think that. 
No, yeah, I like I I was kind of surprised. So on the jumbo jumbo big circular yeah, they, screen, the thing, ring, the the ring, the ring screen at SoFi, they were. I think they were playing just the TV footage tape on screen. Yeah. And it was actually like only a half second delayed, maybe one second delayed from real time. I was very impressed if that's what it, because I think that's just the live TV broadcast. So if that's actually real, I'm impressed. I think that that, that sounds like it's probably right. Like I know, I know a lot of stadiums do that. I mean, it, uh, yeah, it, it would make sense, but yeah, that that's my SoFi Stadium review. Uh, bolt up. We took an L, but uh, you know, I'm no betting man with the overhead easy. We we we're bouncing <laughs> back next week. Bouncing back next week. Um, yeah, I was gonna call my my segment on the Vikings uh, Skull School, but you know what? I realized that sounds pretty stupid. Um, skull School. Skull School. So uh, I'm just gonna break it down. Uh, no name because um, yeah, I'm just not creative like that. So um, first and foremost, I don't know if you've heard of the uh, the legend of Sean Mannion, but think of the like least enjoyable quarterback to watch play football. Like all the aspects of like your least favorite quarterback, throw them together, and you've got Sean Mannion. He's like a poor man's Chase Daniels, except Chase Daniels can throw the ball. Sean Mannion can't. Um, safe to say he better not be on the team come next week when they make cuts. Um, so there's that. Kellen Mond, not great, not terrible. So he'll still be there. Uh, the big yeah, thing is the Vikings quarterback. Yeah, you know, he's just there. You know, just just there. Kirk Cousins got COVID too, by the way. So uh, we'll see how that He wasn't going to play much in that game. But, you no. know, uh, keep in mind Kirk Cousins – was the guy who strongly said, if I get it, or like, no, he said, if I die, if I die, I die. Um, yeah, so, hopefully he yeah. doesn't die. But, um, the other thing that I kind of realized after watching it, like, there's there's some players on there that are, are buried on the depth chart that are going to do very well. Brian Asamoa, who's from Oklahoma, um, rookie this year. He's going to do very well. Andrew Booth Jr. is the second coming of Trey Waynes, for better or worse. He had uh, multiple pass interference and flag calls on him today, so hopefully he can fix that because I'd rather not see a second Trey Waynes. Yeah, hopefully he can clean that um, up. Lewis Seen was looking pretty good today. But uh, the big thing that I realized is the Vikings should trade Alexander Madison. And I say that because obviously he's a good, he's a great like handcuff running back for uh, Dalvin Cook, but Kenny Nwangwu is arguably a a more explosive Kenny Nwangwu. Iowa State running back. I hope you pronounce that right. I do too. Uh, rookie last <laughs> year, he, uh, he had two touchdowns on kickoff returns last year, but. He's just really explosive watching them play this year. Like he's yeah, just a shifty, explosive, dynamic back. I, and we have Ty Chandler from UNC this year too. We just drafted him. So I just don't think it's necessary to keep Madison when his contract's expiring. Thunder and lightning in Minnesota. And you can you can get very good players for him or draft picks for him. So Vikings need a center, possibly a backup running back. Training Madison allows you to get that capital. Uh, and offload his contract, his futures, and build the team out of players that you don't necessarily know if you're going to keep anyway, and fix the cap structure. So, little Vikings breakdown for for the day. Not much as the preseason week one, um, but uh, yeah, we also took an L, and I don't know if we'll be bouncing back next week, but we'll see. So something I heard that that kind of um, you know caught my eye, twinkled my fairy. I heard uh, something saying that, uh, you know, last year, Kevin uh, O'Connell, I think got that right. Yep. Ramzo coordinator coming over to the Vikings. Cooper Cup last year, he uh, really flourished as a slot receiver in that role. And uh, Justin Jefferson, I'm pretty sure, came out and said, like, I see why Coop was open all the time after a couple of uh, – couple of weeks working with kevin o'connell so yeah so everett um 
you think Justin Jefferson's going to go for 3,000 yards next season or what? Not 3,000 yards, 4,000 yards. <laughs> um, no, I mean, like, literally put up Madden numbers. <laughs> like, you know, you know what, when you get like John Ross or Tyreek Hill in your Madden league and you just burn people every game for like 300 yards a game, it's going to be oh. Jamison Williams now. <laughs> um, yeah, he has to go against Jair Alexander, though. I'm not going to talk about the Vikings corners, but he does have to go against Jair Alexander, so I don't know about that one. Um, but the one thing that I will say is Justin Jefferson, I expect him to drop in the high 1,000 yards, so anywhere between 1,500 to 2,000 yards. That's my expectation for this year. 2,000 yards, obviously, like that's putting up close to record numbers. I don't know what the exact record. I think it's Calvin Johnson's record um or does maybe cooper cup holds it now i don't know um but sure to be on wait wait for 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 receiving yards in a season no idea yeah i don't know it's it's above 2000 um but like i personally like in like i i think that at least in fantasy like he should be the first receiver off the board that's my opinion and i'm biased but so i'm actually I'm actually going to strongly agree with that. I think <clears throat> first things first, no one repeats back-to-back years as like the no. top running back or wide receiver, but like, it's obviously still safe, uh, safe to take cup. Like I'm not saying that's unless he like tears his ACL again this year, but no. Yeah. But like, uh, <laughs> Jesus, why, why do you have to say that? Like, it's, it's literally every year, man. You got, you got last some year. Bad juju. No, but well, we last year, last year, Everett, you, you, uh, you know, famously said. Yeah, I had some injury concerns for Cooper Cup last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it did not work out in my favor. A lot of people had Robert Woods over Cup, but you know what I said, Everett? Give me Cup. And yeah, you, you know did. I and did I, I ate my words. So I was saying that and wide receiver one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like right. literally, it could have never seen that coming. I still didn't win my fantasy so <laughs> giving him in the uh, fourth round. But like we said, whatever. we are whatever. prophets. We are prophets on this show. I, I do think, though, Justin Jefferson like has like is that he is set league, up he might actually he might actually average like 20 something points a game he he's set up to to do very well the other thing i don't adam Thielen has always been a very good red zone threat um so obviously touchdowns for him but i do think that kj osborne is going to cut into that a little bit more this year so adam Thielen is not necessarily as much of a surefire like lockdown like he's going to get points because he's getting touchdowns i think that's going to end up splitting with kj osborne this year because i think if they run justin jefferson out of the slot kj osborne on this pod if they run justin jefferson out of the slot kj osborne kj osborne on that recently yeah no i'll keep that in mind i'm gonna write that down yeah i i think well if if justin jefferson's running out of the slot kj osborne's gonna gonna be on the outside now with adam thielen um and obviously if he's staying as the third receiver they'll keep him in packages like today uh they ran literally a pete carroll on on the one yard line they they ran five five receivers out no tailback and threw the ball off the one yard line so i'm expecting a lot more passing touchdowns this year no yeah i mean i can i could definitely see an avenue where that happens with the vikings uh but you got any uh, other other Vikings topics you want to cover for your your skull session? My skull session? That's a better thing than skull school. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Skull session is pretty <laughs> uh, We'll keep that one. But I don't really think so. I think the big thing is seeing how the rookies play out. Uh, I just think trading, trading Alexander Madison might be one of the smartest moves that uh, – the Vikings can make this off season or not off season, but the start of the season, I think getting capital early for teams that are running back needy and have players. The Vikings couldn't need. Yeah, I mean, like when you boot up your Vikings, Madden, uh, I'll be shipping off it's about to come out in a couple of days. Yeah. By the way, when you boot that up, first thing you doing shipping Madison off to Cleveland. Uh, uh, no, Garrett Bradbury will be going to Cleveland, our current center, because the Cleveland Brown center tours ACL, I think to start off the season and they need a center. Oh, that's so. a bummer. That's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Prayers up. I think his name's Nick something. I don't know, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. uh, but okay. Yeah. Uh, is that going to do it? That's it for the, the, the skull. That's going to do it for the inaugural skull, skull session session. Skull session. Uh, all right. Okay. 
I got something uh, I saw in the NFL kind of yeah. uh, kind of interested me, kind of funny. Uh, so <laughs> Antonio Brown, he uh, he posted a, a very interesting uh, quote tweet on uh, on Twitter uh, where he pretty much said, "My biggest regret in my career is that I didn't get to watch myself play." And then he compared himself to the Beatles and Jesus. So. <laughs> I mean, pretty good comparisons if you're Antonio Brown. And at first, I I initially was like, this got to be from like ball sack sport. This got to be a sack post or something. And then I see it's from AB's actual post. And I, I'm looking at this graphic. I'm like, this, this format and font on this graphic looks way too familiar. There's no way that like yeah. AB's like social media team or like, does he have a so – I guess he has a social media team. But whoever made that graphic, there's just no way that was, like, from AB's, like, people. Uh, and that was correct, apparently. Uh, allegedly. Capital J Journalism. Allegedly. That AB troll post, like, it, it was a troll post. AB saw it, thought it was funny. And reposted took it. it. Reposted it. And just, like, owned up. I'm not going to lie, though. Like, that perfectly encapsulates AB as a... No, no, it actually... I fully like, thought that that was AB. Because it was, it's, it was a little out there. Is. But it's, technically is it's it. AB, so, like, he could say some shit like that. Like, that's not that crazy. Also, like, the fact that nobody was, like, flipping over him saying that, like, nobody... It was just, like, everybody accepted that. Like... Like, I mean, AB totally, like, I wouldn't be surprised if AB privately said that to people. Like, just. No. Yeah, I mean, he literally said, my biggest regret is that I'll never get to see me, Antonio Brown, play a game live. Yeah. That's his biggest regret. I mean, low-key, though, low-key, though, AB in his prime, not being able to see it live, like. That is a damn shame. That's a pretty, pretty, pretty. That is a game. damn shame. Like, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, I personally am one of those people who didn't get to see Antonio Brown play live. Yeah, I'm not gonna say I wasn't paying much and, and, and much much attention to to eight. But, but but that's all right. Uh, another thing I saw, Tony Jefferson the uh, second safety okay. for the Baltimore Ravens. Yep. He tweeted out uh, a very interesting thing. Uh, this is what he said: I can't even lie. I stopped wearing my glasses years ago, and that might have been the dumbest thing I've done. I can see so much clearer and further with my glasses. It's wild. Then someone responded to him, what do you do during games? <laughs> I've just been going out there regular SMH. Just got my contacts too. It, wait, 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 wait. So first it, things first. Okay, there's a lot, a lot to dissect out of this. Okay, Tony Jefferson the second. Uh, so I looked it up. He's a 30-year-old man. So yeah. let's just start off with that. So- I don't know how long his eyesight's been bad, but he just now decided to start wearing his glasses again. So let's say that I don't know how long that period Dude, is. He could have the. I'm assuming models. that's like over a year. If he says again, like I'm assuming that's oh, alluding it's to he has year. not been wearing yeah. it for a while. Several years. So, okay, first things first, the football aspect of this. There's a there's a clip of Tony Jefferson. People are like, please find moments of Tony Jefferson where it's just clear you just cannot see. <laughs> so there's one clip of Tony Jefferson bombing down the sideline. Uh, it's it's like a stretch run play. Uh, he's coming down the field and he just sprints full speed like eight yards to the left of the running back, not even close to him. So here's my question: by him, misses him, and it's just like. Holy shit, like if this guy could see, maybe his career would have gone completely differently. Did, do any of did any of his coaches know that he's just blind? Did anyone notice or call him like how did, like how is he impressed? How was he able to navigate through his life without well, wearing glasses? So, so did, did did none of his coaches realize when they're like when they're doing like scouting or they're in like the the defensive back room, they're like Hey Tony, can you like read? Like, can you read this? He's just like, like the Jimmy Butler, like me, he's showing like this. Okay, okay, I, I, I'm, I'm about to one up you with the, the reading plays. How, how has this man driven a car for the past couple of years? Please tell me 
please tell me if there are pictures of Tony Jefferson driving a car that he's wearing glasses. Please, please tell me because holy shit, there might be a bigger case on our hands here. Cause yeah. And uh... I got shitty. I got bad eyes and I personally don't feel comfortable. Like if I did not have glasses or contacts in, I would not drive because I literally could not see shit. So I need to know if Tony Jefferson has just really been saying, fuck it. It's just so, going so out there. Did he not think to like check oh his eyesight when Jameis Winston came out? I was like, yeah, I've just been blind as shit for the last four yeah. years. The same thing goes with Jameis. Like how has he been driving cars? Like what the hell? Like that's something we got to look into. Like if you're an NFL player, did it never come to mind that you might want to get like the most important thing Sec, like one of the most important things for your job, like checked out. Like, I'll be honest. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. When you're doing the physical to get like on the team, like the medical physical, yeah, they, they gotta, they gotta check your eyes, right? Like, do they like, like it could have degraded over time? No, even when you sign with the but team, even with Jameis, like, Jameis can't see, like, couldn't yeah. see what he's selling with the Saints. Or or maybe he just faked that whole eye surgery thing just as like a ruse. Still can't like, oh, I'm more disciplined now. <laughs> God. Who knows? But yeah, that's what I had on Tony Jefferson. Um, I, yeah. I saw that and I was just like, I, uh, that's just something to point out. I got, um, I got a couple more things for the NFL. All right. So first things first, I don't right. know if this is a ball sack post or not. So take okay. this all with the greatest ball. Um, there was a post today for NFL or not today, but NFL role models for the 2022-2023 season. Top 14 NFL players that fans look up to in the NFL. Okay. Number one. How is this determined? No yeah. idea. That's why I said balsa. It could be all a right. Balsa, okay. All right. Number one is Tom Brady. Two is Jefferson. Jefferson's, oh, Jesus Christ. Two is Justin Jefferson. Three Cooper Cup. So that's why we're talking about this. So, so one, two, three, you know, that makes sense, right? Tom Brady, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup. Surprised why Joey Bosa is in um, All right. Number eight, I'll be Zach honest. Wilson. I, I, had, I had to hunt for this Joey Bosa jersey yesterday. It was not easy to find. I was like, what the? F- There's more Khalil Max than Bosa's? I'm like, dude, I'm not this is the baby though. boy. I'm not surprised. Okay. Baby boy. All right. So, one, two, three, Brady, Jefferson, Cup. That all that all adds up, right? That, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll skip a few. We'll skip a few. Uh, number eight, Zach Wilson. And this is where things start to get a little, uh, little Off confusing. Yeah. You know, uh, eight Zach Wilson. <laughs> uh, skip a few, couple more. This is where things go off the rails. Okay. You've said that four times now, and I'm really expecting off the rails. Uh, number 12 on this list is Deshaun Watson. So. I, okay. That'd be hilarious if my next so if, purchase is a Deshaun Watson. I'm gonna go on an alley. No, this is this is this is this is who I fans buy a USA jersey. This is who fans look up to. Like know? this is this is. Gotta get my like, Pulisic. You want to? Sorry, you wanna sorry, sorry. Instead of you know, I just really got me. excited about jerseys. Go Good on. for you. Good for you. Uh, no, this is like who kids look up to. Like that's what this scale is. <laughs> I did not really. I did the not. The top really fourteen that players <laughs> that children look up to in the NFL: one, two, three, Brady, Jefferson, Cup. Number eight is Zach Wait, Wilson. Why is, why is, and twelve why is, is Justin Jefferson too? I don't know, but but Zach Wilson is eight, why and Sean Watson is twelve. Uh, now Cooper Cup, I get like that's just inspiring, but so uh, we. We got some aspiring Deshaun role models Watson. here in the NFL. Okay, Deshaun Watson, twelve. That's that's fucking amazing. <laughs> that's got to be a troll. <laughs> I don't know, but I've seen it a Ben Roethlisberger times. on there too. Huh? To throw Big Ben on there. Big Ben is not on there. Um, Najee Harris is Chase Renfro Wilson, the other Wilson. Saquon, like it literally is all like it's all like a normal Did list. You say Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro's on there. Yeah, it's all like a normally an Edelman there too. Wes oh, Welker. No. no, Danny Amendola. No, 
No. The only other white receiver on this list. Beasley not on there? No, he's probably 15. How about Danny Woodhead? Dude, that's the GOAT. Don't slander the Rex goat. Burkhead? That's the I'm other goat. I'm white guys now. But okay, all right. Don't forget Toby Gerhardt. That's, that's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. Yeah. I'm disappointed because you ruined my bit, but you know what? It's okay. Just talking about jerseys in the middle of me trying to explain a remarkable, astonishing, astonishing, uh, you know, graphic that came out this week. I mean, I, 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 I got carried away. But all right, okay, hit, hit, hit us, uh, hit us with your other NFL topic. My next thing, um, just, just the general mark, uh, Matariza. Why no, nobody wanted to draft him, and I mean, it, it's great for the Bills, but dude punted an eighty-two yard bomber. Uh, on the first preseason game. So, oh, a little just, punt update over here. I yeah, a little punt update. Going. Also, shout out to Ryan Wright, uh, two lane guy on the Vikings. Pretty good job today. Um, the only other thing that I really have on uh, the uh, the NFL, and I think that this is gold. The uh, I don't know if you saw the uh, the first episode of Hard Knocks last week. I did. I did indeed. At the very end, uh, they teased who the in-season hard knocks was going to be. The in-season oh, hard knocks this that. year is the Arizona Cardinals. So we oh, will get to see the inside we of will the breakdown of Kingsbury. The week-to-week. Okay. I I just now remembered something about the Arizona Cardinals. Now you got me on the subject. So apparently earlier this week, Cliff Kingsbury, uh, to teach a lesson to Kyler Murray, uh, had Kyler – uh, call the place for the fourth quarter of the Cardinals uh, preseason game. Uh, and when asked why he did that, he was saying, I need to tell Kyler that this shit ain't easy. Kind of alluding that Kyler, I'm assuming, is not respecting him, thinking it's not that hard calling plays, that Kyler, his job is way harder than Cliff's. So as a way to, to humble Kyler, he had Kyler call the plays uh, for the fourth quarter of the Cardinals game. Do you want to know uh, how those drives went for the Cardinal, uh, Cardinals in the fourth quarter? Uh, punt, punt, fumble, punt, interception, punt, fumble. Uh, so there safety. were only three drives. Oh. Uh, three and out. Three and out. Three and out. Yeah. So adds up. maybe Kyler learned a little lesson. And, you know, I, I know people have been floating around uh, the – does this guy not watch tape? Is he sitting here playing Call of Duty all the time? I'm going to go out on a limb and say, yeah, probably if they had to put that in a contract and even got to that scene and scale in the first place, he probably isn't watching as much film as Arizona thinks is necessary for him to succeed. Like, I, I'm just going to – just based off that cliff reaction too. Like, I mean, this shit ain't easy. You go call the players. I'm, I'm just going to say, we're going to get to watch the downfall of the Arizona Cardinals when Kyler Murray gets to play against all the Christmas. No, I'm very excited. And we're actually going to be following that very closely. Yeah. I'm going to put that down on my calendar. No. Uh, <laughs> Mark it down. <laughs> reminder comes up in mid-November. Yeah, no, but but when Kyler Murray's – I did not watch the in-season Colts hard knocks last year. I didn't season. either, to be honest. But I will watch this year. But I'm going to watch I'm watch this year. But, you know, when the uh, Thanksgiving noobs and the Christmas noobs come out in, in Call of Duty this year uh, and Kyler Murray, we start to see that dip, we'll be able to see it live and we'll be able to see Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury live reaction, maybe get some insight onto why, you know, he's just 0-7, 1-7, 2-8. Oh, yeah. like, it'll, it'll be amazing getting that deep dive into why uh, Cliff Kingsbury sucks nuts in the second half of every football season that he's pretty much ever been a part of, so... I'm very excited about that. We are going to be yeah. following that very closely. Very, very closely. At the Waterboy podcast. And you got me pumped for that. But Waterboy. Uh, you know what? I got L- one little hard thing. knocks. I, like, oh, you got hard I, knocks. I, I, got, I got a little hard knocks okay. thing that you, just, right. you just had me thinking of. I really like the episode. I thought it was good. I, I expected Aiden Hutchinson to get a lot of screen time, and he did. And God damn it. I, he was kind of likable when he sang. Uh, I think it was Billy Jean. Billy Jean. Right? He was sit, like it made him a little likable and that kind of pissed me off, but honestly, not bad. Not bad. I mean, he screwed up uh, the The first thing, which they did not include on the clip online, which pissed me off. Cause when I was watching it the first time, I was like, 
wait a second that's not the clip like i'd seen the clip like twice already before i watched episode but regardless my complaint is where the hell is jameson williams i mean golf has been hard knocks already i don't give a shit we've seen enough of golf he's boring as hell whatever but jameson williams where the hell was jamo i know like he's injured right now if anything he should be getting the most no here's my question here's my question so Jamison Williams is injured, right? Obviously, he can be doing rehab and stuff, but you would still expect him to be with the team there. So my question is, knowing that they're on camera, knowing that they're on hard knocks and it comes out during this part of the season, do you think that they're not including Jamison Williams in that many part of the clips? Because if he is injured worse than people thought, they don't want to give other teams the advantage of knowing where he is in this rehab. I don't know, maybe, but he was like sitting in all the rooms and everything there. And oh, like, I didn't see him. He wasn't everything. wearing it. Like I saw, I remember two moments where they got JMO on film. And it was when Dan Campbell was giving a speech where he sounded like eerily simi- uh, similar to Dutch from Red Dead Redemption, if you ever played yeah. that. Yeah, like very similar to Dutch. Like if you close your eyes and just picture Dutch from Red Dead, same dude. It's the same exact guy. But yeah, there's a quick moment of JMO like while Dan. Campbell well, they do. Him. They do like to do it episode by episode. So no, 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 I know. That's that's what I'm saying. Maybe maybe episode two is the Jameson Williams episode. We'll also get the uh, preseason game in the next one, I think. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I think now it's all like recaps of the preseason games, like, and yeah. they have preseason tape and stuff. But yeah, that'll be fun. But that, that's why I had a hard knock. So, um, last little thing I've got another NFC North uh, breakdown. Uh, obviously, we all know that I love to talk to Packers on this this show, specifically one man, uh, that man being Aaron Rodgers and his delusional uh, tendencies uh, in just the NFL. So this week. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was asked about Jordan Love. Obviously, Jordan Love started the game uh, this past week. I don't know who they played. But Aaron Rodgers stated, quote, the tracks are looking more similar by the day. Him being in his third year and me waiting behind Brett for three years. So the way that that sounds is not, you can't read too much into it because, I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers and he's a bit, I mean, he's, he's a whack. I think at this point, he's trolling. I think he is just trolling to me. But the way that it point. sounds, the way that it sounds, and he just, wants people to be like, oh, they want people. To, I mean, he likes to way out. They yeah. want people to talk about him. But Aaron Rodgers is a selfish asshole. He wants all the attention in the world. But could Aaron Rodgers be on his way out? Packer fans, is Aaron Rodgers on his way out? Does that make you nervous? Does it make you scared? definitely definitely a little nerve little well i feel like if aaron Rodgers is your quarterback whenever it's not in season you're always a little nervous you know what he's getting up to fair enough fair enough um but yeah that's all i got besides you know the the vikings having a higher uh franchise win percentage than the packers that's that's it okay okay uh i got i i got Honestly, nothing on college. Ah, eh, screw it. Little college I've, football. I've got one college football thing. Okay. Uh, I I don't. Re- I'm not gonna do any college football. I have, right, a, I have got a little. One. I have a little high school football thing though. That's kind of interesting. Okay. Let me let me get mine out the way. But I'll let you get yours off. Yeah. So uh, this week I met Coach L. Little story time. Met Coach L. Not really a long story time. Not that. But you know, I'm I'm just at practice uh, at Tulane's practice minding my own business doing my job you know as a water boy does um and making that power aid you making know, the power aid taking stuff mixtures out, taping up some wrists you know how it goes uh and i was talking to one of my 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 colleagues apparently anthony mackie you know captain america was uh was at one of like the like the bars here so he was talking about that and uh i look over his shoulder and it's just Ed Orgeron's just standing there. I'm like, what the fuck? So oh, I was expecting to be like, I was standing there and and I and I heard a voice. Oh no, I did hear a voice. And I, and thought, I looked, I looked oh, up. No, it, it, it can't, can't be. be. <laughs> and it is. It no, was. literally, literally, I I like I I glanced over my shoulder and then like I wasn't paying attention and I heard him start talking, and it's just this thick Cajun oh, accent. You knew right away. And I'm like, there's there's only up. one man that this could be and it, it was coach Joe just go standing there yeah i can't do the voice got a nice got a nice little fist bump in 
Uh, yeah, unfortunately, did not get to recruit him for the podcast. Uh, that one was sadly a failure. So yeah, that's a missed opportunity. That was uh, a missed call in this industry. Uh, yeah, uh, but but okay. Uh, yeah, Coach O. Uh, now when you when you when you met him, how how long did you did, did you get to like speak to him, or did you just you know? make eye contact with uh, the beast it was it was an eye contact a little nod uh and a fist bump that's all i really got because he was just kind of all right there. though you you touched coach o. <laughs> or or more so coach o touched you uh i don't know which way sounds better they both sound coach o touched <laughs> you okay coach o touched you. that's right. better for headlines that's better way better <laughs> clickbait coach o touches Waterboy podcast host <laughs> let's just get that everywhere but okay, my little high school football fact of the day. Uh, before we get into my high school football fact of the day, though, we're going to have to take a quick break. Uh, yes, his bladder is uh, exploding again. Once an episode. Once an episode, I swear. I swear. All right. Uh, sorry for the interruption. Uh, COVID we are back. We are back from uh, another, another interruption on the pod. But okay. That's what I want to bring up, uh, no college football uh, talk for me today, really, but we got some high school football talk. Uh, I, I feel like I see these numbers like every other year or like twice, twice a year happens all the time, but it, it's finally circling the internet again. And it's Derrick Henry's high school stats uh, when he played high school football. So uh, Derrick Henry in high school, Ran for 12,212 yards, 153 touchdowns, uh, and he was two for eight passing, two touchdowns. So, you know, gadget that's guy. One way. That's, that's one way to dominate a high school. Uh, yeah, uh, average 8.8 .8 yards per carry uh, during his time and averaged 249 yards a game. And <laughs> so this is one thing that, I really had to look into. So I looked at these numbers. I was like, okay, I need to see, a, was he playing against cupcakes? Like how good was his team? Uh, I was going to research all other schools and shit, but I, I didn't really know how to keep up with that. So I didn't, I didn't look into like that. how good the competition was, but I looked at his team record and his team went 33 and 16 with Derek Henry on the team. And I was, Dude, I was like, I'm like, how you lose? Derek yeah. How do you lose 16 games? So, so I, I took a little deep dive into the breakdown between the passing and rushing games of Derrick Henry's high school offense. And, and boy, did I, did I see some interesting numbers. So we're about to dive into uh, Henry's high year school. by year, Derrick Henry, his stats, the passing stats, uh, what was going on. So first things first, Derrick Henry's freshman year, they went seven and four. Derrick Henry ran for three, uh, had 313 rushing attempts, ran for 2,465 yards, Hot. had 26 touchdowns, no catches as a freshman. An interesting thing when I was trying to research the stats, I, I'm, I'm like 99.9% .9 sure this is incorrect, but according to the, the website I saw, his high school team when he was a freshman did not attempt to pass that whole year. I was going to ask, you wouldn't at least pass it like a screen pass to Derrick Henry. Like, I, I, looked at, I, I looked at the numbers. I'll give them a pass on losing. They did not pass games. the ball one time. I'll give them a entire freshman I'll year. give them a pass on losing four games just because it's Derrick Henry's freshman year. Like, you don't know what kind of monster you've got. You will kind of do, but not fully. No. no for, yeah, the beast has not fully been unleashed yet, but I, I saw that. And I was like, there's, there's, no, there's no way. way. <laughs> there's no way, right? I, I think that, that was a mistake. That, that might be like the easiest head coaching job like that guy has ever had. Whoever was the head coach that you for that high school is just like, all right, just run him out. Uh, no, yeah, I averaged a lot of yards per carry that year. Like technically, he would have gotten a first down within three downs every time. Literally in yeah, two literally. downs every time based on those numbers. But okay, moving on to sophomore year. This year, instead of seven and four, they improved that on that uh, record by one win. They go eight and four. Derrick Henry's sophomore eight, eight, year. Eight and three. Next year. Yeah, they just played next year. Maybe, maybe they made the playoffs that year and oh, lost okay, first round or something. I don't know. Uh, but next year, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, 
Same amount of rushing attempts, 313, 2,788 yards, 38 touchdowns. This time, the team passed the ball. Uh, and by passing the ball, it only gained them one extra win. But 955 team passing yards that sophomore season yeah. compared to Derrick Henry's 2,800 rushing that's yards. Like, so, that's, that's less uh, than- a 75 to 25 ratio run yeah. to pass. Uh, but yeah, the, the starter on the team switch- threw... The starter on the team threw for 898 yards, eight touchdowns, and six picks. So think, I literally think they might have recruited like a sixth grader for that quarterback position because, like, you're just like, you know what? Let's just get. It doesn't matter who who it is. You're well, like, that year they had a junior at quarterback when Derrick Henry was a sophomore, uh, and uh, you would think having a senior quarterback would help out, maybe maybe add some difference for that senior season. You would be incorrect if you thought that they still go eight and four Derrick Henry's junior year. Oh and God. this year, Derrick Henry, 309 attempts, 2,698 yards, 34 touchdowns. Okay, real quick. I, I didn't quite react to this as much. 26 touchdowns, Derrick Henry's freshman year, 38 his sophomore. What the hell? Holy shit, Derrick Henry. He 38 touchdowns, 313 attempts. He, he averaged a touchdown uh, like it took him like nine average touchdown every nine to 10 carries. He got, he got his growth spurt. And when I say growth spurt, that means he went from like 180 pounds to 280 pounds and went up. (laughs) No. Yeah. But, but that was the jump, but yeah, junior year, uh, the team, despite going from his junior to senior year, Derek Henry's, uh, I still quarterback through for less yards, 10 touchdowns, nine picks, 736 yards his senior year. So Derrick Henry, whoever the hell that guy is, Jesus, man. Like, I shit, I swear I might have been able to throw over what? 736 yards, 12 games. That's like 60, 70, 50, 60, 70 yards a game. Like, Jesus, that's nothing. Okay. All you got to do is screen pass it to Derrick Henry. Like, I don't care. Finally, let, let's get to senior year. Senior season for Derrick Henry. Uh, they do lose their senior quarterback, though. They got they got a quarterback controversy, uh, quarterback battle going into uh, Derrick Henry's senior year, where they they had two junior quarterbacks on the roster that year. Uh, that year, Derrick Henry ran for four thousand two two hundred sixty one yards. It's abuse, and he had. 55 touchdowns his senior year. And we... 462 carries. He he carried the ball 462 times and he played 14 games. If you want to know what that record is, you guess what the record was in those 14 games. You tell me what do you think? What it was? was? Well, actually, let, oh, me tell you that, let, me, was. let me tell you the team's passing numbers first, and then you could guess the record. All right. So as a team. 791 passing yards as a team. The starter threw for 656 passing yards, six touchdowns, nine picks. Now, what do you think? Now, keep in mind, still 4,261 Derrick Henry yards and 55 touchdowns. What do you think the record was after playing 14 games? Two more than the previous season. 14 games. 10 and four. Yep, they went 10 and four. 10 and four, Derrick Henry's senior year, where he literally was the offense. <laughs> 4,261 yards. He ran for 327 yards a game, averaging 9.2 yards per carry. If you're averaging 9.2 yards per carry, a good amount of those runs were like 30 yard gains. <laughs> like the poor, the poor child that has to go up against him during drills and that, like in practice. No, yeah, so I just want to say one of the most dominant performances ever. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say the people around Derrick Henry weren't that great. Clearly, no. uh, the passing game wasn't there. I'm going to assume Derrick Henry was playing both waves, but I don't think anyone else on the defense was playing well. So, uh, yeah, I can see why there could be some struggles in that team, but essentially Derrick Henry carried his team to a 33 and 16 record while he was playing. If for you a, don't manage to Uli, it, the Uli Hornets, if you don't manage to make it to the championship with Derrick Henry on your team, I would say that's a pretty big failure. Yeah. Uh, 
a bit of a failure, but, but Derek Henry, yeah, those were his high school stats. That that's, that's what I had on high school football. I think uh, show's been running a little long. We're going to wrap up in a bit. I think we should wrap up with, uh, with no, none other than uh, the MLB. Some, some of the best news or, or funniest news I've heard in a while. So let me, let's save that for the very last thing. Cause I've got some couple other Padres things first. Okay. If you got a couple other things, you, you can get into that real quick. All right. So, you know, on the show, uh, we're Dodgers fans here, so uh, go blue, uh, Padres. No, fuck you! Don't say go blue ever again. Uh, no. But yeah, so uh, first things first. Um, apparently, there's such thing as the Dairy Queen curse this year. I don't know if you've heard of the Dairy Queen curse, but this year, Dairy Queen DQ selected four players to market their ice cream and everything else they sell. Uh, those four players, Bryce Harper broke his thumb. He's been out since June 26th. Tim Anderson broke his thumb. All finger. right, quick, quick thing. When you said Dairy, Dairy Queen, when they sell their thing, their ice cream and, and everything else, I I have a question. Have you have you ever eaten food from Dairy Queen? Because if when the few yeah. there's not Dairy Queens in LA, but the few times I've gone to Dairy Queen with you, it's only for ice cream. They have um, the the small one that we go to doesn't really sell like big food items, but like they normally have like chicken tenders and burgers and stuff at other places. Okay, just just wanted to get that out. Yeah, go on. Uh, but anyways, four players they selected: Bryce Harper broke his thumb; he's been out since June. Tim Anderson broke his finger; he's out for six weeks. Uh, Cody Bellinger, uh, not sucks. hurt, but just sucks. <laughs> and uh, Fernander Tatis, uh, you know, Fernander. Don't really need to say much about Fernando. So, uh, yeah, just thought that was a little interesting bit, right? So, there. are we about to dive into Fernando Tatis right now, or do you have one? Of... I got one, you know. Okay. Couple. All right. All right. Um, yeah. So, last week, or last, I think it was, well, I guess last week, uh, you know, you were talking about how the Padres are closer to the last place in their division in the NL West than, uh, than, than first. Yeah. Uh, so the Yankees have a 16 and a half game lead over the last place team in their division, which is the Red Sox. The guardians have an 18 game lead over last place Detroit in the AL central. The Cardinals have a 17 and a half game lead over uh, Cincinnati and in, uh, in the last place of uh, whatever that division is. The Dodgers have a 17 game lead over the Padres. We're in second place of the NL West. So just thought that was a little, little interesting bit. But uh, yeah, that's that's all I got for for you know just nice dump on the Padres. Now you can get into Tatis. Okay, Fernando Tatis. Uh, Fernando Tatis was suspended eighty games uh, for for PED use, and you know what? I don't really care so much about getting into technicals of what steroids he used or anything. Uh, I just just one quick comment just on steroid punishments in general in the MLB. I, I think it's kind of funny that there's just a flat 80-game fee. You know, that's the flat fee for first-time offenders. The most recent steroid punishment I could think of is Loriano with the A's for the start of this year. But I think it's like first-time offenders, flat 80. Like, that's the I rule. Guess, I guess I, I think that's the rule if it's still just an 80. But I just think that's kind of interesting. Just fun little reaction to that. But uh, let's get into Fernando Tatis. Uh my god damn it is it not is it not amazing to watch this happen so my favorite thing to come out of this uh was uh some other padre players their reactions and i'll be honest i only saw mike clevenger's reaction but mike clevenger's reaction to this i am not gonna lie uh considering how shitbag and dirtbag of an organization and fandom uh that surrounds the san diego padres i would have supported them or supported Expected them to support Fernando Tatis and be like, oh, it's fine. Who cares? Slam Diego. Like, I still want them. Expect them to just be annoying little shits about it. But they weren't. And and they were actually, like, kind of going back on Fernando. So uh, Clevenger was saying, like, yeah, Fernando's pretty much being selfish. This is now the second time he's uh, rely on him costed this team and you know if that has fractioned some relationships when uh when fernando tatis comes back in may next season if that 
<laughs> just think about that. Like, <laughs> goddamn, that is hilarious to think about, but that might fracture some relationships. But you know what? After that, if I'm Fernando Tatis, I would probably just, you know, go out, blow off some steam, relax, and probably no better way to do that than go dirt biking or going on an ATV. There's probably no other way. No better way to blow off some steam right now. Well, I mean, you know, you do have until next May. You can break your wrist again if you so choose. Yeah, actually, just go dirt biking in, like, April next year. (laughs) Just go dirt biking right before. Just get – treat April like your summer. Well, you know, you could Uh, could go dirt biking. Well, I guess you have a summer back. Well, I mean, summer's over. But, I mean, hey, Tati, you got more time off now, brother. You could go go dirt biking or you can one-up it and go biking with Chris Sale. Whatever. Yeah, e- even better. But I mean, God, this Tatis news. It, it beautiful. Glorious. It's beautiful to listen. And I yeah, pa- Padres fans. Talk about the swing, the pendulum swing of motions in the past two weeks, week or so. Like, oh my God. You get Soto, you get blown out by the Dodgers. Uh, and then uh Tatis uh claims he has a ringworm and tests positive for steroid no yeah everyone was responding like in that dodger tiktok we made just like uh wait till they get tatis back uh yeah i will wait for may next season when he is back i'll wait yeah when soto's contract's up by the way after that so no it is not like when it's 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 in a year and a half so it'd be up after next season no soto is there for three more playoff pushes i thought it was a year and a half okay well Oh, that's a hater. Oh, that's hater. That's what it was, hater. Who, which, by the way, uh, in his first appearance with the Padres, uh, blew a three-run lead and the save, so. Yeah, not the greatest showing out of hater. Uh, Yeah, I I was looking back. The guy they traded, Rodgers, he was also doing really bad. They tried to fix their closer issues, and I guess they didn't solve it. I guess there is no shutdown closer except for trumpet man himself, Edwin Diaz, this year. Uh. I, I guess that's the only reliable one this year. You're telling me, Craig. Which makes the Mets just a little bit more scary. Now that I think about it, they have the only shutdown closer that's actually shut down in the game. But, I mean, obviously that's rare to have, but I feel like there's usually, like, Kenleys and stuff. There, there's guys who are just trying to get through. Yeah, you're telling me Craig isn't the one? No, he's not. No, he is not the one. Uh, definitely not. But... But, but yeah, I, yeah, I mean, Padres fans, I mean, come on, like. I would say I feel for you, for them, but, but I don't. No, well, God, no, but I mean, like, there's levels to this shit. Yeah, give or take. Yeah, there's levels, there's just levels, and they're not on the Dodgers level yet. Uh, oh, you, you meant, you meant literal levels, like, in, in the league, I thought you just meant to the situation. Oh, no. No, I mean, maybe no, I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're recording this, we'll say late at night. Uh, I'm deliriously tired, and I don't know what's up with Grant. Grant's just, <laughs> I don't know, yeah, it's it, it has been a long day. I, I had to get those spreadsheets done, yeah, been a long day, but you know, the water boys get it done. Uh, but but you got you got any anything else on Tatis that came to your mind? Any uh, any quick reactions to that? Other than when I saw that, immediately glorious reactions. I thought it was hilarious. Oh, uh, hilarious! It was. Just I thought like... it was, I I you were driving home when when the news broke, and I I tried calling you, but I texted you because I didn't think that you had seen it yet. And I think I don't know if I was the first person who told you or not, but. I just remember walking into my housemate's room and I'm like, yeah, for uh, Tatis has been suspended for 80 games for, for steroid use. And he was like, what the fuck? It's just like, God, I, I, I just, it, like, it'd just be really funny if the Padres just, Soto just demands a trade, demands out. Gone. He's like, I'm not dealing with this shit show. Yeah, the one, the only thing that I will say sucks for Tatis, like, I, I th- like I thought Tatis at like he's like he's kind of got like a swagger to him like I'll say like he's he's like a cool player like if he doesn't the- play for the Padres I would definitely yeah. be a big fan of him yeah exactly uh 
everybody's been talking about how his legacy is now kind of ruined and like his hall of fame bid like his bid to be like the face of the mlb is kind of shot i don't necessarily know about how all that plays out but i mean i'm sure taking. i don't think anyone will care no (laughs) well they did for barry bonds but that's a different story because barry bonds has actually done something in his career but well it's just different nowadays but yeah, yeah. That, that, that's kind of what we got on Tatis. Yeah, well, that's kind of what we got for the episode, actually. Um, unless, Grant, you want to go through your, your spreadsheets, your Excel spreadsheets. No, I don't think anyone wants to listen to that. I don't oh. want to even think about that right now. But yeah, I, I think that's uh, going to wrap us up. Uh, All right. Make, okay. sure to, make sure to like and subscribe. Rate us five stars. Download the podcast. Drop Tweet a follow podcast. on the podcast platform subscribe again make another youtube account and subscribe do everything get your mom your dad your dog your dog's account because i know you have one yeah you ride with us people who make dog accounts yeah there's some weird people have them like our shit there are people that like make like baby instagram accounts when they're like not born yet and how would you know about this some some dude on The Bachelor a couple of years ago did. And my my mom was talking about it. Uh, yeah, you know how you know how The Bachelor works. Yeah, I know how moms are. And I know you applied bachelor. for The Bachelor that one time too. That was a long week. Yeah, I haven't watched since back in uh, season four when Aaron Rodgers' uh, a strange brother was the. I I don't know what's if it was season four. Damn, I just had a great guess. But when Aaron Rodgers' brother was on. all right okay uh before we get we're definitely before we get to to grant's bachelor fandom because i know he's gonna go off about that we'll end the episode so uh just like subscribe rate five stars listen on listen on all platforms follow our tiktok at waterboy pods and we will see you all next episode waterboys out